Hey everybody, it is me, your creative mentor, Lauren, and this week on the podcast, we're actually going to talk about something really serious about your mental health. Um, it's burnout, and um, I want to talk about how that's relevant to creatives, how that's relevant to people who work, and how it's relevant to being in the workforce. Um, but first, like I say every podcast, in case this is your first one that you're clicking on, uh, my name's Lauren. I'm your creative mentor. You should always vet p sources for people who are giving you advice about your career or your money or your mind. And I um, worked with the AIGA to make a mentorship program um, a couple of seasons ago to help young creatives figure out how to navigate their career in capitalism or corporate America, whatever you want to call it. And um, I'm not affiliated with the organization. I've just, this is where this comes from. I love TikTok a lot. I'm on it all the time. And during the pandemic, which we are still in, I was watching a lot of art students be really frustrated that art school didn't teach them shit about getting a job. And that was also my experience. So after seven years of bumping around and trying every job ever in the creative industry, I'm here to tell you everything that I learned. Because to me, this is my way of contributing to moving the design and creative industry forward by taking away the gatekeepiness that sometimes can exist on accident or on purpose. So this is where we're at. I have resources on my Patreon for free. There is some premium content there. We'll get there later. But all of this stuff is for free. I have an article for you today I would like for you to read. It's NPR. It's actually also like a 20-minute podcast about this. But first, let's just talk about burnout in general. So if you're new to working or you've been working a little bit, something I hear a lot of workers say to me, especially young ones, is that they're working too long, they're tired, they don't know if they want to do this anymore. And when I hear creatives say, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, that is the alarm bell in my head and the red flag in front of my face where I start asking them a million questions about how they're treated at work, how they feel like they need to work at their job, and all of those things. Because honestly, creatives put a lot of pressure on themselves to do well. Because what we do is very abstract and sometimes the companies that we work for, the clients that we get contracts for, etc., the business that we run ourselves, there's not a lot of guidance on how to function because what we do is abstract to people who need us to solve problems for them, which is what design is. It's creatively solving a problem um, to reach an end goal, obviously, business. So... <laughs> Um, that's tricky for us. And because we're perfectionists, we suffer from imposter syndrome, all of those things, um, we kind of work ourselves to the bone. And I think it's also um, a pretty ingrained cultural thing in America to pull all-nighters and, and get the thing done and overachieve and la la la. Like that's just how we were raised. And I think a lot of us are unlearning that, especially through this pandemic. Working from home brought our jobs into our house or we are just pandemic fatigued and all of that affects our mental health. And I just don't think in the workforce, we all have the language to address that and talk about it. And I've been watching companies try to address that all year and it's just not quite there. And it's very interesting because this morning 
I'm in a discord with pretty much any of the women I've designed with over the years. We've all kept in touch and we were all talking about our mental health. And one of them was like, hey, my company is asking me in a questionnaire, what could the company be doing to address mental health better? Like, what would you say? And I like really sat and thought about that. And I found that very interesting. And then the other person I was talking to sent the like article I'm going to now share with you guys. So anyway, that all got this got me thinking about this and it was just like super interesting and I think learning what to call our emotional state at work when we're feeling tired are we're we're not as productive as we might have been prior we're full of anxiety you're thinking about work when you wake up you go to work you're thinking about work when you go to sleep you're dreaming about work that's work anxiety first of all that's not normal Um, you're detached, you're trying to find a way to separate from your job, maybe it's the way your company's like asking things of you, maybe it's a total you problem, all of that is so complex, but it's a part of burnout, and maybe you're feeling listless, I've definitely felt this, maybe you're in a low mood, you're lacking creativity, you're fatigued, you're physically tired at the end or the middle of your work day, you have problems concentrating, you're negative, and, and, and you know when you're saying stuff out loud, you're like, wow, I'm being spicy, I'm being negative, I don't know why I'm being like this, it's nobody's fault, like that is a part of burnout. You're really quick to get mad when you read an email. You're super cynical. You're thinking about quitting all the time. All of these are symptoms of burnout. And burnout isn't just a term we use to describe being stressed out at work or working too much. It's an actual, like, this year the health department is, like, concerned about people and burnout. Um, it's, It's what we call sort of this overarching mental distress it's essentially burnout is essentially chronic stress caused by work and what can do that is work might be asking you to do too much and you're and you're trying to do that and you don't have the dialogue with your boss to say this is too much work I need some help some people can't even approach their boss they just feel like they can't and because it's a mental health issue on top of all the weird politics you have at work anyway sometimes you can't talk about it no one knows how to talk about this no one knows like mental health days like I've heard people make fun of people my age for needing mental health days from work so if you've listened to that your whole working life or your whole life as a student why the hell would you think you can approach your leader about burnout at work like what planet does everyone think that we're on So I just want to address that like burnout is all of these things. It's all of these symptoms and they're caused by the stress at work to perform and the pressure to perform. And within the pandemic, it became such a huge problem. And it is such a huge problem because we're also dealing with the pandemic. We're dealing with the fact we don't really know what this virus does. There are people spouting off lies about it. There's a bunch of debate about the vaccines and getting vaccines and people getting sick and opening up and kids at school kids not at school like all of that stuff we've all been present for it I don't need to like update it 
But like that personal struggle we all go through. Some of us have been unemployed forever and we get to our new job and we're like really scared to lose it. And so we push ourselves too hard to prove ourselves valuable or we feel like we're so new at our job we can't address this mental shit we're all going through or people on your team are really like awful to talk to all of a sudden that we're like fine before like all of these weirdnesses that you encounter in your day to day can totally be a result of burnout and and companies I think are slowly recognizing that this is a, a chronic issue that their workers do and will face while we figure out how work from home goes or going back to the office or maybe you have to go back to your office which personally I think is a little crazy right now in the month of April but you know all of this is relevant to what pushes someone over to burnout and burnout is really scary sometimes because it can lead to actual like depression in people which when you go through burnout into depression and you don't really address that within yourself or catch it it could push you really extremely into like thinking about suicidal thoughts and things like that i will also totally put resources for you if you're struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts or know someone who is because like this shit this last year and currently in 2021 like this is wild I try to extend grace to myself all the time because like I'm a pretty consistent worker. I don't have the best habits. I'll work straight through the day, take an hour for lunch and work straight through the day when I'm done with that break. Some people, my roommate's a great example. He takes breaks every couple of minutes, 10 minutes at a time. He plays games. He plays with his dog. He watches TV. Like I don't do that and I really should because that'll help mitigate your burnout. But creatives in particular, I think, are very, I'm going to go, 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 go. We're really bad at taking breaks like that because we feel guilty for whatever reason. And I, I want to just say, maybe you're someone who's like me who needs permission sometimes. It's okay. It's okay to take a break, you know? When things happen in the world... Like, by the time I'm recording this, pretty recently there was that really violent shooting in Georgia and those Asian women were killed. And the news is being fucked up about it. It just really is. And not only does it, like, hurt my feelings for the Asian community, it hurts my feelings for women. And I'm a woman. And I wake up every day and think about patriarchy and the society I live in and la 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 la. It really hurt my feelings, like really fucking bad when that happened. And, you know, it's really hard sometimes to go to work and pretend that things are fine and that you're fine. And, you know, it's good to like socialize with people, even if you're not talking about what's bothering you. But sometimes it fucking sucks. You know, it just does. And during this pandemic, I've really tried to give myself grace to be like, you know what, maybe I will take an extra hour. I'll monitor work and make sure I'm still doing my work. This isn't an excuse to not get things done. But if I need to just lay in bed on TikTok or playing Animal Crossing or whatever my relaxing thing is for a little longer because I'm just so fucking sad about the state of things, that's okay. And that's like what I think we all mean when we say take care of ourselves, you know, 
And that is also something that's pushing burnout out of my life a little bit at a time. And this is also what taking PTO, if that's something you're offered or, you know, allowing yourself days off, especially if you run your own business, it's so easy to get caught up in your own business, packaging orders, fulfilling requests, answering customers. You're probably a one person, two person show getting started or you're like part-time working and then doing your side hustles and you're trying to build something. It's so easy to just get caught up in like the work all of the time. And if that's like your lifestyle, you're probably working more than someone like me as an in-house designer who works 40, maybe 42 hours a week because I work on my boundaries the best that I can. And like, you know, you're probably pulling 50, 60 hour weeks if you're trying to get your business started. And like, seriously, kudos to you to be doing that in the pandemic and on your own, in your own terms to try to find out what works, breakthrough in social media. That's a lot of fucking work that you're putting in. So hats off if that's what you're doing right now. And if you're someone straight out of school, like this is a wild, like... (laughs) plane to be navigating right now. I say it all the time, fresh out of school, you're entering into like the workforce where companies are like figuring out how to like manage people from home, not at the office. You're meeting teams virtually, which companies don't really have like a program for. So like it's way more on the burden of you to learn who everyone is because they don't see you out of sight, out of mind. That's nuts. And then on top of that, you're navigating like the workforce for the first time and there's so much to learn and it's so overwhelming and you probably are going to have a little bit of imposter syndrome and it's, it's tough, man. Like I get it. And you're going to be proving yourself. You're going to be doing things to prove that you can do this job because in your mind, you're trying to prove to yourself you can do it. And if you can catch that, if you can hear me when I say this, if you can catch that you're doing that, you can dial it back a little bit. It's okay. You do not need to prove to your job, if you are a new worker, you do not need to prove to your job that you deserve that job. You got hired. They'd already decided that for you. You do need to be aware of what you're learning and make sure you're asking questions so that you're learning the facets of the job you do need to know. But you don't need to be staying late or doing any of that you're gonna burn the fuck out really fast and I am swearing more because this is just really important and I want to be really I want to emphasize this to you guys and so I just want you to try to catch yourself really listen to me you do not need to pull out all the stops to prove to your job or to yourself that you deserve that job if you've gotten hired They've hired you. They need you. They looked at hundreds of other people before they picked you and your portfolio because you probably followed a lot of my advice and it was helpful. You are not an imposter. You can figure this out. I was you and here I am helping you understand you can do this so you don't have to fret and worry and look old early because you're worrying so much and getting burnt out. It's going to be okay. I promise don't fall for the traps all of us have fallen for for years and years and years so I hope that helps but 
oh, you just, we need to extend grace to ourselves because burnout is super real. It's, it flies under the radar. And I'm going to be really honest with you, your leadership, unless they're kind of my age-ish, which is 30-ish, your leadership isn't going to know how to spot it quick enough. They'll spot it, hopefully. And some companies, like my friend I was just talking about, is going to straight up ask you what you need. And it's going to be difficult to articulate. Even me, who like can talk business and enjoys that, I wouldn't know how to articulate it to me if I had lunch with it with my general manager of the whole business tomorrow. And he was like, Lauren, what, what do we need? Where? I wouldn't know how to articulate that. I would know I want to say something, but I don't know what it would be. And if I feel like that, everybody does. <laughs> so the best you can do is just communicate. You got to communicate with your team. You know, one day I was having a really, really ra- like rough day and I just like I am my boss and I was like, hey, I need to step away. I am like about to just lose it over here. Like in real life, I was like half crying as I was like, I am being my poor manager. I was like, I I can't do this. I have to leave for like a bit. I'll like check in. I don't know. And I just talked to my other coworker to like manage something we were working on. I was like, I just can't do this. Like, is this something you could help with today? Like, la la la. So like, you can totally communicate with your coworkers. I hope you're in a situation where you feel like you can talk to them like that. You don't have to tell them your deal. You don't have to tell them you have like PTSD or whatever. You don't have to tell them you're burning out or anything, but like you can ask for help. And I think we're taught like subconsciously if not directly that asking for help and being having some mental crisis is weak and undesirable that is just absolutely unrealistic we are human beings we are being stressed to the max in our pandemic our society does not have livable wages we have more kinds of people like out and proud and loud in the world than our society is used to. And people hate change. They will fight it. I don't think they'll ever win. Change will come inevitably. What it looks like depends. But, you know, these are discussions we can be having with each other and seeing how it feels to address it where it's needed. And just, again, extend yourself some grace. We are humans. We have never gone through this before. We are constantly balancing a million things. We live in the information age where we are inundated with tragedy and violence and sadness and injustice. And on the flip side, there are just as many positive things happening in the world. But like we are bombarded from every angle of our life, especially if you're quarantined in your house. (laughs) for a year a year and a half still you know that's going to affect your mental health and companies need to pay attention to that and leaders need to be listening when people aren't showing up or if people's performance drops instead of getting pissed off at people whose performance just dropped or they're not present or they're whatever instead of reprimanding them maybe asking them a really human question is a great way to go Hey, are you okay? How are things? I've noticed this and I'm I'm just a little like worried about you. Like, yeah, the work is like this or whatever, but like that's not like you. Is everything okay? Do you need some time off? Like, 
honestly, I think it makes a world of difference when a boss, even if the culture at your company is, hey, just take the time you need to reiterate that that is an option and that that is okay and that that is acceptable, like like verbally acceptable. People take on all this stress to go with the status quo and to go with the culture. And I think it makes a world of difference when a manager comes up to a worker with genuine concern and asks, hey, are you doing okay? Do you need to take some time off? We can get that arranged for you. Even if you have PTO or sick time or whatever, if you're a leader and you notice someone is kind of falling, that makes a world of difference to a person. To be human and to offer them space Because if someone's performance is slipping or someone is disengaged in their work or someone is like being weird and toxic and angry in meetings, but it's not about what's happening. It's clearly something going on with them. It makes a world of difference to just be like, hey, yo, how are you feeling? You know, do you need some time off? Because if a manager came up to me and said that, I'd be like, you know what? You asking that question is probably going to make me cry because you're concerned for my well-being and it feels like nobody is. Yeah, maybe I need to take a four-day weekend and I'll feel better when I come back. Because when I go to sleep and I dream and I wake up, I'm thinking about this because it's all we're doing. If you're lucky and you have a job in the pandemic, it's all you're doing. You wake up in your own house and you go to your office in your own house and then you work in your own house and then you take a break in your own house and then you take meetings in your own house. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you can hear in the background, but my chameleon's being misted. So that's what that noise is. But that is what burnout is. And I think especially through the pandemic, it really hit everybody. And I think some people have words for what it is. Burnout, exhaustion. Other people don't. And I don't want to make general assumptions, but older people don't know how to talk about their mental health like people my age and younger do. And I don't think it's because they don't want to. I just don't know if they notice that or learn how to listen. I have no idea. I've watched it happen a lot more in older people than younger people. Um, Again, I don't want to generalize everybody, but burnout is super real. It's physically exhausting. You get headaches. You get hypertension. You can't sleep. You're more prone to getting sick, which is super scary when there's a pandemic. (laughs) You get muscle tension. It's important to take care of your physical health with your mental health and address your burnout, which which is so much easier to say than to do. But to kind of like recap all of that, I got like super passionate in there somewhere. I don't, I don't know. Um, But it's, it's just, you need to learn how to spot it because if you're a new worker, it'll sneak up on you much like I think we all have experience with being depressed whether it's clinical depression or just like I was depressed for a minute there looking back on that behavior we kind of learn I think in college especially art school how to catch all that stuff um and burnout is gonna sneak up on you like that too like you had to learn how to spot what you were doing when you were depressed burnout's the same And so try to kind of look that up. Go read that article and listen to what the NPR 
people were saying it's 20 minutes i was listening to it this morning over my coffee and i like really needed it so like on my lunch break at work right now i'm recording this podcast that's how like important this is to me to tell you um and and think about the word chronic stress and just uh, honestly the easier you can spot these in yourselves or where they pop up in your life and you can understand these the more you can manage your boundaries about it. And that is like a huge thing. And funny enough, I didn't mean to do this, but that's also what we're going to talk about next week. Because I think a lot of this like, oh, I'm unfulfilled at my job and like all that like pop punk music from like the 90s and the 2000s, which is when I was a kid. It's just like, oh, you're dead at your nine to five. Your dad has this job that he hates. Don't be like your dad. All that music really like talked down the nine to five, which is why I think a lot of people my age and younger are like, F working at an office. I'll do it myself. And then there's this whole mix of us, and I'm including myself in this, that like feel weird about that because we like the stability of a nine to five and we get how the nine to five works. And it's like, it feels super weird to be like, I love this music, but it's talking about the exact life I have. Oh no. (laughs) And I think that that's kind of like interesting and weird for people. But I think that, you know, people in our life, we were raised watching and listening to this music and like movies like Fight Club, stuff like that. That's like commentating on capitalism office culture working in this way you know the movie office space all of that stuff I think all of that is uh, related to people holding boundaries at their job which makes their company culture um, more accountable because I think there are company cultures that expect you to be at the office all day and night all hours of the day blah 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 and it's like for me you have me from 8 30 to 4 30 maybe five o'clock because that's allowed at my job but it's like your boundaries um dictate how people work with you and people are super adaptable and if you let people give you more work or let people call you whenever or you let people text you work things outside of work hours it'll just keep happening and that shit sucks. So we're going to talk about that. And I think also creating boundaries at work and learning kind of how to do that, whether you run your own business or you manage your own like social media following institution, whatever, or you're like me too, and you work in an office or you're trying to build a business with friends and you have like a lot going on. Your time is super precious, whether it's your, I'm going to sit and do nothing time or your I'm working on something time. How you manage your work-life balance and how you manage um, what you're volunteering to do to climb up a ladder or what you're doing with your time, I think also directly correlates to burnout. So we'll talk a little more in depth about that next week, um, which will also be the last subject we talk about for the mental health month of April and move into like the next theme, which I'm still writing. So I hope that that helped and I hope you feel better about it. I will say you probably will inevitably encounter burnout, but it doesn't have to be debilitating if you understand what it is and you can catch it, which is great. It it sucks that everyone has to go through it, but remember, extend yourself 
some grace and extend the people around you some grace. I've definitely had to pull myself back and remind myself to do that, especially for the people around me. We all have different lives. We all have different circumstances. We're all working from home and managing our best. We don't know what the other person's reality is. Extend some grace. Be patient. Give yourself and other people space and just literally do your best. There is literally nothing in this life that is higher stakes than your ability to live life happily in your mental state. No job, no KPI, no goal, no amount of money is more important than how you feel every day and how you manage your happiness. None of that other stuff matters because we made it up. That's how society runs. We made that up. What we didn't make up is consciousness, living, being human, and being a person. That is more important than anything on top of all the things. So we are in a pandemic. We can relax. If someone's not going to extend you grace, you don't need to be working with them. You don't need to be talking with them. You can just wait for it to blow over. Maybe they're being pissy. Extend them some grace. We're all figuring this out together. So, oh, that's the burnout podcast. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll talk about boundaries next week. Um, if you to go find that link I was talking about to listen to the NPR thing, head over to the Creative Mentor Patreon. Uh, I think people think Patreon is all paying. Um, I have a lot of stuff on there for free. And it's a place where I like to have a lot of discussions. People are in my comments there. It's great. I, I don't get notifications for social um, social media things except for my Patreon and my email. It's awesome. I'll talk more about that when we talk about boundaries. <laughs> so head over to the Patreon um, for all of the resources. They are free. I am not interested in putting a paywall up for resources I mentioned in the podcast. However, there is some premium content. You can get all of the podcasts a week early over there for $2. Um, I have workbooks that I make. So next week I'll be releasing the workbook for this mental health month and all of the resources you could use. Um that's $7 a month. So if you don't want to listen to the podcast over and over and over, you can just go through my workbooks. There's usually live links in there. You can fill out things. I frame kind of the spirit of what everything was in the podcast for you there. And you can hang on to them, do whatever you want. And then I have other tiers where I can critique your portfolio for you. We can work on your resume together. We can kind of do more one-on-one -on -one mentorship things together. So I have a couple of things for that. Go check that out. If you've just been like really trying to put all of this to work and it's just not quite working, I can help you out and make sure we're all on the right track. So go over there. You can follow me on TikTok. You probably already do. It's probably how you got here. Or go over to my YouTube page where you can look at my beautiful face and all my tattoos and blah, blah, blah and talk in my comments. So <laughs> go check that out. It's it's all over on the Patreon, YouTube, TikTok, The Creative Mentor. And I will talk to you all next week. <laughs>